Let's salesman the fuck up. rough day sometimes it happens if you suck what's happening guys happy sunday and welcome to the dynasty war zone the people's dynasty podcast on today's show we're going to get into some dynasty cells before training camp kicks off and we've got a very special guest but before we get to our special guest let me bring in my co-host you know him as the man of the hour and the man with the power jerry sinclair buddy what's up Nothing, man. I actually got to see you this weekend. You drove to Corncopia. Uh, I got to watch your son play baseball. I got to listen to you complain about the Iowa sun that bakes everything in its path, which I've been complaining about for 380 days or however the hell long I've been here. You finally got a taste of it. How was Iowa? Let me tell you something. You know what they say? Kiss her where it smells. Take her to Iowa. (laughs) And that's what I did. And, and that's what I did this weekend. I went to Iowa. It was it was like, it's hotter. 90 degrees in Iowa is hotter than 90 degrees in Indianapolis. I promise you that. Without question, telling you. It, it is hotter <laughs> than the hinges of hell. But I'll tell you who else is hot. That's our that's our mystery co-host tonight. Now, supposed, supposed to be, this was a one-on-one confrontation. Mm-hmm. I was not supposed to be here. I was supposed to be on the road back from Iowa. But this head-to-head duel has turned into a three-way. Hey, now. And the third member of tonight's show is the host of The Game Plan, found right here on the Player Profiler YouTube channel and Player Profiler podcast channel, as well as the co-host of The Trade Gods, another Roto World, uh, Roto Underworld, excuse me, podcast. You know him. You love him. He is Mr. Matty Kiwoom at Matty Kiwoom on Twitter. What's up, Matty? Boys, super excited to go. I mean, yeah, I, I guess because it's your show, Memphis, you can come on. You can come on. It was going to be me and Jerry. I can I do a run in on my own show. Maybe it's fine. I guess you know you make the rules here. It is your show. It's fine, dude. There, there are no, there are no nights off. Like when I found out that we got eliminated, and, and part of this is is my who Jerry did get to meet my wife and my son mm-hmm. uh, at, at the tournament this weekend. When when they found it was really them. They were like, this tournament's over. We're going home. I'm not spending one more night in Iowa. Get me home. <laughs> so I got I got behind the wheel, and we, we put the hammer down, and we got back to Indianapolis. But I, I'm super excited to have you on now. I mentioned trade gods. I mentioned the game plan. Man, what's going on over there with those shows? Well, the game plan um... – what a, it's kind of taking a new role in the in the off season because uh, during the season there's a lot of like win winning strategies for the week dumpster dives bargain bin players maybe a little cheap DFS talk stuff of that nature but in the off season you know having people on to really dive into what they're passionate about what they you know maybe what they think that they do best in the fantasy world uh, you know for instance this past episode we had on. Uh, it was Theo and JD, two members of the GOAT district, and we talked high stakes, which is cool because I, I don't play much high stakes. So to learn from two of the best was really cool. When I, you know, when you came on Memphis, we were talking about how to turn business uh, type practices and, and, and dynasty theory and all this stuff. And it was it was a conversation that was, you know, like I told you during the show, it was one of my favorites I've ever had because we really dive into you know, big picture stuff, maybe actionable stuff at the game plan, but all of these aspects to, to really add to your tool belt to win in fantasy. And trade gods with my man Jason. 
I mean, we just breaking down guys' trades from the Discord, uh, you know, talking about buys and sells, which is exactly why I'm very excited for this show. But yeah, I mean, we, we get into all kinds of trades at, at TG, and, and you know, you guys are gonna have to come on because it's it's fun, it's a fun I'll, time. I'll, I'll, I'll totally come on. I mean, like like I said, so I, I want you to go find it. I want you to go to player profilers YouTube or podcast channel, however you listen. And I want you to find it was back toward the end of May. It was just before Memorial yeah. Day. And, and one of my favorite dynasty things that I've related back to the business world was the greater fool principle. You need to go find that episode of the game plan and check out me and Maddie. And so, but what we're going to do is we're going to get into good people, good tweets. It is a show favorite, but I want to take just a hot second to hear from our man, the pod father. We'll be right back right after these words. Let's take a moment to talk about Underdog Fantasy. Now, many of you have already signed up. Thousands have signed up from Player Profile already over the years. Underdog has supported us since 2020. Much of what you see on Player Profiler is because of Underdog, because of their support. Get the Underdog app, plug in that promo code UNDERWORLD. I used to play Underdog just for the best ball drafts. I mean, the best ball drafts are amazing. These draft rooms fill so quickly, and you can win life-changing money. You want to take advantage of all the sleepers we talk about on this show? Well... What better place than in an underdog draft room to do that? And I recommend taking your underdog play to the next level by diving into their NFL pickums. It's important to correlate those NFL pickums. You can pick both the quarterbacks and the wide receivers to exceed expectations. Correlate them, and you can five extra payout. Bada bing, bada boom. Underdog Fantasy. The promo code is Underworld for an instant deposit match up to a hundred dollars. Underdog is the truest friend of the underworld. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to the NFL pickems because I, I had a good run a couple of years ago. We did a gambling podcast, and we were on fire with under-overs on player props. We'll jump into more of that later into the summer. Now, in fairness, guys, we're getting ready to do good people, bad tweets. It's, it's here by popular demand. Now, in fairness, I already covered this on a bonus episode of the Dynasty Warzone. It dropped last Friday. It's on our YouTube channel. It's on our podcast channel. So you can't find it directly linked to Player Profiler. This is why you subscribe to both channels. You never know what you're going to miss unless you're subscribed everywhere. But I'm, I'm giving this one to you guys. This is good people. This is bad tweets. And this bad tweet came from Bruce Irons NFL. And I will be honest with you, I have never, ever, in like a year and a half of doing good people, bad tweets, I have never had as many people send me one tweet. Like literally, like five people sent it to me before I did it on my own, and I've had another three or four send it to me since I put it on this show sheet. So I've said my part, but I'm going to read Bruce's, Bruce's tweet here, and then I'm going to throw it over to these guys. And it's actually, one's a tweet, and then one's a comment from Bruce himself. And the tweet goes like this. Christian Watson has a higher ceiling than Justin Jefferson. Tail of the tape, height, Watson. Weight, Watson. Speed, Watson. Acceleration, Watson. I'm putting the dramatic reading on there. I hope you enjoy that <laughs> for your benefit. Watson has no physical limitations and showed big playability in limited. Because this is like his, like his internal monologue that I'm reading. Yeah, you, your Watson, mock is great. Watson has no physical limitations and showed big playability in limited time coming off an injury. Not saying he's better or even that he will be better, just has more potential. 
Now, now, Jerry, normally I would go to you because I always give you dibs, but Maddie is the guest. Maddie, when you saw this on the show sheet and you knew you had to partake in good people, bad tweets, what come to mind? First of all, this thing was a doozy. It made the rounds on Twitter. If you had just said we're doing you know, good people, bad tweets, and it hadn't even shown me the example, I probably would have guessed this tweet because it went viral. You know, Everyone was having you know, their chance to talk about it however they wanted. But for me, it checks all the boxes of an annoying tweet where it's a team, it's a homer pick, so he's a Packers handle talking about a Packer. And it's just shooting for the stars in a way that's just, come on, Justin Jefferson has not had a single season in his three-year career under 1,400 receiving yards. Like, we're talking about a Hall of Fame trajectory. And then the weaseliest of weasel things, I'm not calling him a weasel because he's a good person, we're talking about a weasley tweet, to then end it by saying, I'm not saying he's going to be better or that he'll ever be better. He just has more potential. So, like, oh. It, this is a this is troll 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 checks all these boxes and, and you know those things go viral everyone was mad about it was i mad about it i don't get i wasn't mad about it but it was hilarious because also the vikings and, and green bay packers rivalry gets thrown in there too so you're just you're it's outrageous that's it really all it is it's outrageous and 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 i don't know what it's at now when i when i did the uh, the the snipping tool clip to put it into the show sheet at that time, which was Thursday afternoon, by the way, in Iowa. Maybe that's what made this tweet feel even worse was that Iowa heat. But it had 1.6 million views at that time. We're talking about four days later. So, Jerry, you are a Lions fan. You're very close to the NFC North. That, that's your squad. And uh, But when you saw this, now I know you like Christian Watson. You were on when we had Alan Seslowski on from the Sonic Truth. You know, that was one of his, you know, sophomore surge guys that he was big into but when you see this tweet what what do the uh, the mind of jerry there's liking a human being and having a functioning brain <laughs> in no way shape or form is christian watson even close to justin jefferson's potential because we've seen what justin jefferson did at the same time of his career that christian watson was and Christian Watson did not surpass it. He didn't come close to touching it. He couldn't hold that man's jock strap. You got the engagement you wanted. You pissed off Minnesota Vikings fans. And you pissed me off. You ruined my day a little bit because I have to talk about this. <laughs> like, it, like it, you Just go back to 2017 and give me this exact same thing for Inkeel Harry. Bigger, stronger, faster, acceleration, whatever. You could, it, you know, just because he's a bigger person and he ran a faster 40, it, it, it doesn't correlate to fantasy points. It doesn't correlate to being a better fantasy wide receiver. It doesn't correlate to being a better NFL wide receiver. You're a hot take turd, and I hope your Packers suck. <laughs> I, I, I mean, well, well, first of all, being a fan and putting sarcasm in your Twitter bio does not give you a pass to be an idiot. That's number one. You know, you, you, ha you, you have to understand that being an athlete does not make you a better football player. If that was the case, John Ross would still be running wild in the NFL. It's not all about athleticism. It's part of the equation. And I'm going to steal a little bit of a, of a sign from uh, or a saying from Colin Cowherd. 
You know, he talks about the analytics. He's like, but sometimes you got to dig into the manalytics. Are you the man to do this job? You know, he usually re references quarterbacks, you know, the analytics versus the manalytics. It's the same thing. Sure, Justin Jefferson's maybe not the athlete. Maybe he doesn't check all the athletic boxes of, of Christian Watson. But when it comes to the game of football, he's, he's really, him. he's, re as the kids, as I heard all weekend, He's him. He's Himothy. I, I, I hear this a lot. I, I deal with a lot of 15-year-olds yep. on, on the baseball field. So I'm going to wrap this up because I know you guys are here for some dynasty cells. But uh, as always, Dana White, what wh what do we say? You know how fucking stupid you have to be <laughs> to even think something like that, let alone say it publicly and act like you're fucking serious. Thank you, Dana White. Dana White always here to keep the good people bad tweets in line so it's it's hard not to play that without laughing yourself even as a host and i'm it's so funny every time dude dana's great it gets me every time love that man so uh but let's get into some cells man let's get into some to some dynasty cells now you know i'm gonna ask these guys you know what makes a dynasty cell so i'll start with maddie i'll start with our guest is it is it a player for you that's overvalued by the market is a, a player Oh, a, a sell because their their production's being, you know, unattainable. I guess that's what mine's going to be. I'm going to have one because I was not supposed to be part of this show sheet. I'm going to save mine to the very end. I don't think this guy's going to be able to repeat career numbers and it's going to blow your mind. So, so Maddie, for you, what constitutes a dynasty sell? For me, of the you know, from the things you mentioned, uh, if for, it's probably more of the, the perceived the drop in production. Because uh, the if, if some of the underlying stats say that you know maybe they suggest that his efficiency's down, he's not the playmaker he used to be, but he had a lot of touchdowns, or you know his unrealized air yards was down, so he caught basically everything thrown to him. Uh, things like that will get me to sell more than anything. Um, the overvalue in the market in your leagues for sure you have to always you know monitor those and capitalize on them, but I don't always like to to, to attack those cells. Because in my opinion, sometimes those trades can bite you in the ass because you're trading a really good player. So you're, you're, you're adding the risk where if I'm selling someone that I don't think is as good as they used to be or maybe had a fugaze season, that is kind of my, my more of a, a sign to me to, to get rid of it. Because even if my return's not great, if I don't believe in the player I'm selling, then it's kind of a zero-something game and I kind of can just stay in place and then re regroup. Whereas if I'm selling a really great player on the hopes that I just get an overpayment, if you're wrong about that evaluation of what you're receiving, all of a sudden you're you're screwed big time because you've just sold whatever massive piece from your roster. What about you, Jerry? What what constitutes a dynasty sell that you're like, you know what? It's time to cash out and, and move on. You know, it sort of goes without saying that if people have a different trade valuation than I do. But I think the biggest thing for me that sort of is a little bit different is just a volatile future whether their contract is running up or they're getting to that age sort of cliff, you know, it, anything like that is going to, going to shift my mind. Like I, I talk about contracts a ton, especially if we talk about running backs, just because their situation changes so dramatically every single time. I mean, David Montgomery and Miles Sanders and, you know, I mean, Christian McCaffrey ended up getting into a good situation, but you know, DeAndre Swift, like all of these things. This is an entire vortex of change that has happened in the last 
12 months in that position. And, and, and there's even more coming. We don't know what's going to happen to Elvin Kamara or, you know, Ezekiel Elliott, blah, 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 blah. We can keep going. So definitely just volatile situations. And, and a lot of my cells that I'm going to talk about today are either going through that volatile change and it's a new situation or they're on the precipice of going into it. By the way, a couple of words that were thrown out there. One was precipice. That is a Jerry special. Jerry loves word. that word. And, and, and then, then Maddie dropped Fugazi. So whenever someone says Fugazi on this show. What I'm saying to you is you should give it to somebody that don't know any better because that's a Fugazi. All right? That's a Fugazi. How do you know it's a Fugazi? It's a Fugazi. So I mean, when you say <laughs> Fugazi, you got, you got to get the Al Pacino, Johnny Depp. You know, you got to get the sound bite. So, so Maddie, let's get into it, man. Give us a dynasty sell. When, when, when you're thinking of a guy to get off of your roster before we get into the 2023 season, who's that first name? First name I'm going to go with perfectly fits in what I was talking about with a player that has some good volume. The surface stats look good, so he has some perceived value, but his underlying metrics tell a different story. So that's why I'm getting out of Dalvin Cook right now. I'm trading Dalvin Cook wherever I have him, and I do have him in a few spots. So be, be, be prepared if you're in my league and you're checking this out to see uh, you know, Dalvin on the block real soon. I'm selling because, first of all, there's going to be a little bit of a price bump, which I like to take advantage of because if he were to go to a Miami Dolphins or you know a really good situation, his price will get a nice little spike where you can get maybe that secondary piece or a little bit of a bump where you could get something now. So I'm holding till then, but that should be any day now, I'm thinking. So I will be looking to sell as soon as he signs. Uh, because like last year, he had a really good year. He had a lot of surface stats where he was productive, played 17 games, uh, but he's past the age apex. And when you get past those surface stats, the, the performance profile, uh, if you look at his player page on, on playerprofile.com, really suggests two things that he needs, needs, needs volume. And he's kind of losing a step. He's not really that efficient. Last year, the fourth highest opportunity share, fourth highest route participation, and he had the fifth highest red zone touches. So he was, I mean, he was getting peppered with valuable targets and valuable opportunities for the Minnesota Vikings, but he wasn't particularly efficient. 51st in fantasy points per opportunity, 37th in true yards per carry, 30th in breakaway run rate, and 42nd in yards created per touch. Uh, so that just tells me that if, if he doesn't get the volume or, you know, if he just gets hit with a little bit of regression, negative regression for touchdowns and, and you know, receptions, you could see a, a fall outside of the top 16, top 18 in running backs, which would a guy that age would kind of be uh, an absolute drop in his value. So I'm trying to sell now. And because I still think you can walk away with a, a really good piece, whether it be a, a younger asset that you can start or, or a couple of that you can kind of sit on stash and dynasty. So uh, the, the price is still sweet enough for me to sell Dalvin Cook. So I'm going to, I'm going to try to take advantage of it. All right. Well, I, I'm not going to spoil the other team now. Our good friend and loyal supporter of Player Profiler, Mr. Harry Snowman in the chat said, feels like Dalvin's going to Miami now. As a guy in one league where like, I, I'm, I'm really counting, this is, I have a few Devon A-chains out there on some of my teams, but there's like one team in particular I really need him to, to do well for me this year. What, mm -hmm. what would be your, you know, what, would let me rephrase this would you up your asking price if he landed in a really good spot like a miami 
Uh, I think I would just, yeah, I would up it enough, but I wouldn't be disrespectful. At all. You know, we've talked, you know, we talked when you were on the game plan about kind of uh, how do we approach trades and stuff like that too. And I, I'm not going to ask for the, you know, for the moon, I'm not going to take his price from where it would be today and jack it up two X because that's just not going to get a deal done, but I will, you know, be probably, maybe it's not even a boost in what I'm asking for as much as a little bit more aggressive, pushing those offers out. Fair enough, Jerry. You have any words on Dalvin Cook? And uh, I'm looking forward to criticizing, I mean, commenting on your first dynasty sell. <laughs> well, my first sell is going to be a guy that you like. But as far as Dalvin Cook, I think there's a very, very specific situation where I would like to have him. And then 85% of that outside of that very specific situation, 100% he's a sell. You know, mm-hmm. if you're a contender and you got, you know, whatever, da 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 da, you would understand. But I, I'm with you because it, it hits all of my volatility, volatility, Jesus, English is hard. It hits all of those checkpoints, right? New situation, age threshold. So I'm with you. But my guy, Randy, last year it would have pissed you off. Two years ago it would have pissed you off. Three years ago it would have pissed you off. I don't think it's going to piss you off today, though. It's DJ Moore. I like DJ Moore. I love DJ Moore. Justin Fields threw for over 200 yards in a game twice last season. Now, offensive line got better. He should improve. But how much better is that going to correlate to DJ Moore, who even played all 17 games last year and had 880 yards? I think he's a great talent. I think he has some opportunities. I just don't think he's ever going to meet whatever you know we thought he was going to be as that sort of I don't, I don't want to say high value rookie pick that he was because I mean he 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 went high, but he was sort of the trendy. Everybody thought he was going to be the sneaky blow up when you took him at one hundred eight or one hundred seven. But he lands in this, and, and and the Bears are getting a lot of hype, and there's usually a Bears fan in every league. It seems like, and so his value is definitely spiking. He's trending because he's finally out of Carolina. I just I don't like the spot. I, I would love to root for Justin Fields and to think he's gonna. It's just too iffy of a situation for me. I think that his trade valuation right now is too high to acquire. And so I am I am going to say that DJ Moore is a sell for me because I just don't think he's going to hit that sort of production threshold that we're going to need this year. And the value is just going to continue to trickle downward because he, he would need to get 1,200 yards probably because he's going to go into his year 27 season going into 2025. I, I He would just have to be outrageously productive, and I just don't see it happening in that offense. Well, I, I still love DJ Moore, but for me, it's, it's just about the numbers. You know, you look at Justin Fields last year, and I, I, look, I was looking for the tweet as you were giving your explanation, and, and I did the numbers with, and I did it in a respectful, productive informative way on Twitter where we added 30% to Justin Fields attempts last year, 30% and anything in life is a big jump. And when you do that, that's going to take him up to anywhere from 20 to 22 attempts per game. Now he completes 60%, but let's say that goes up to 70 and that's a huge jump. So all so I'm like predicting massive jumps. He's going to complete like 16, 17 completions a game. Now you got to chop that up between DJ Moore, Cole Komet, Darnell Mooney, um, the running backs. It's like 
there's not this much volume. And no matter where you get it, whether you get it from our own Billy Muzio and Dario Offstein, you know, on the Man versus Machine podcast, Billy, uh, Billy and, and Dario do a tremendous job. Uh, of being fair, honest, and accurate because Dario's the the machine. He's like the computer database guy, and and, and Billy. Not that he's not database, but he's very real world, real numbers based. I, I think you're going to see another top end seventy catches, eleven hundred yards, and five or six touchdowns. If you like what which DJ, which which is good, don't which, get me wrong. But 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 you're absolutely right. I, I I love DJ Moore, but I am getting out of the DJ Moore business now. Uh, Mr. Maddie, what do you think when, when 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 I say DJ Moore is a sell? Now, I like him. I know uh, Jerry obviously wants to get rid of him. What are your thoughts? I love DJ Moore. I, I don't love the landing spot for the volume, but I do love the skill set fit with him and Fields. I do believe he's going to break out this year. I think he can get back to that you know eleven hundred and change, twelve hundred yard receiving, and and get some touchdowns. Where so you can if you combine the twenty one season, the twenty two season, you know I think I think it's really on the table here, but. Guys, you know me. You know I love DJ Moore. You know I've done a lot to acquire him. And so I will say this, and I have been can, saying can, this. can I ask what you paid? Uh, border, you know, like like let's say I, rookie picks. It's sort of easy to sort of value that way. If I I would if I was a rookie pick, I would easily anything other than Jackson. If Jackson's gone, and okay. you know the, it's chalk, it's fair. chalk before that. I would trade for DJ Moore. I've been trying to buy, but. Having been the guy who's letting his fandom definitely drive the car to make these picks, price-wise, uh, if I could remove my bias for DJ Moore, and I just can't do it. That's how big of a fan I really am of his skills in this match with Fields. The price would suggest he's a sell. So this is that weird spot for me where I've seen in the leagues that I'm in, the price be high. And if I wasn't such a fan to buy, I'd be like, oh, well, the price is it's pretty it's pretty good. I could I could see myself hopping out of some DJ Moore. To play devil's advocate with myself going Jerry, into twenty twenty. Jerry loves playing with himself, by the way. <laughs> well, I'm cut fired. that. We'll save we'll we'll save that for Clip later. It. That's a different that's yeah, it's a different <laughs> drop. Uh we'll we'll put that on the Dynasty Warzone only fans. Um he's his dead cap next year, should it not amount to be, you know, not a great season, it's a million. So it's it, so I, I mean, if they got rid of him, he could end up in a lot of good situations as a 27 year old, which is, you know, it's still OK. But anyway, uh, I want to throw out my my one for the show. Now, we're going to do a show after the show called The Overtime. You're only going to be able to get this if you're subscribed to the Player Profiler YouTube channel. It'll be a six to ten minute video. It'll be my guy that I did some research on as I made my wife drive a stretch from gas station to gas station. And that was the research I did. But like I did a lot of driving over the last week as we went to Iowa and back from Indianapolis. And I was listening to a podcast. And one of my favorites is the GM Shuffle with Michael Lombardi. And I've since added one of his other shows. And he is very connected to the New England Patriots. You know, he worked there. He worked with Bill Belichick. And now he has no insider information. But he feels like, you know, a lot of people think that the Patriots will be in on DeAndre Hopkins. He thinks it's going to be quite the opposite. He thinks it's going to be Dalvin Cook. And if it's not Dalvin Cook, he thinks it could be Kareem Hunt. He did that on his podcast today on Sunday. And I was like, you know, the way that he said that, it makes sense for the Patriots to bring in another veteran. They had James Robinson in, who I, I love James Robinson. He clearly wasn't healthy. 
-hmm. They clearly want another veteran presence there. And there are guys still like Lombardi Lenny. There's Ezekiel Elliott, Kareem Hunt, Dalvin Cook. And I feel like no matter what, they're going to bring somebody in. And whether fair or unfair, whether it impacts his production or not, I don't know. But I know that we didn't love the athlete that was Ramondre Stevenson. I just don't think another 88, I don't know if there's receptions or targets. Again, I'm I'm, I'm doing this um, on the fly, if you will. I just think there's going to be competition there. I don't think they're going to settle in on one back. And I don't think you're ever going to get more. What should you get? You should get a first plus. Like if you've not done your rookie pick, I think it's fair to ask for a player that you like in the draft this year and then next year's first. I think that's a fair number. He's player profilers running back 14 in a startup, and I think that's a fair price. I just don't believe we're going to look back a year from now and we're going to say, man, I'm never getting that again for Ramondre Stevenson. Still on a rookie deal. Next year, I've talked about it before on multiple shows, the free agent running back tsunami that's going to hit the NFL next year. Go, go Just go to Spotrack, search free agent running back 2024. The list is super impressive. And for a guy that's a, that's a suboptimal athlete on a rookie deal with a coach like Bill Belichick, I don't know that you're ever going to get RB 14 overall prices again. So for me, I'm just, I'm just looking to get out. Um, if I think I could get Javante Williams plus, especially on a rebuild, I'm going to take it. Uh, I, it's, I nothing personal. I know it feels personal. Like I'm always attacking Ramondre Stevenson. I'm just, I'm just attacking the value. We don't hate players. We hate ADP. So real quick, Maddie, what do you think about my, uh, my, my take on Ramondre? So, you know, drum beats are a real thing and not always rumors aren't real, but drum beats can, can be real. And the drum beat around new England being up here is that the Patriots are constantly telling us that they want to add to the running back room. You know, when they were coaching the East-West Shrine Bowl game, they asked to coach just the satellite back. So they were trying to get a deep look at the running back class that, you know, from the pass catchers at that at that event. Then they were numerous rumors that they were intrigued by Bijan Robinson, that they were sniffing around Bijan Robinson. If Bijan Robinson is there, they're going to take him in round one. Didn't end up happening. They didn't end up taking a running back at all. Uh, but now, again, they had, they cut James Robson, and at first, like, oh, well, this is Ramondre season. They, they're ready to go. And then you hear that James Robson got cut because he wasn't healthy. So that doesn't really say that it's Ramondre season, uh, season to me yet. And now these rumors are getting louder again that Kareem Hunt, Zeke, Dalvin, all of these guys are possibilities for Ramondre Stevenson. And I was selling Ramondre when James Robinson was there because I thought if he takes enough of those touches – that brings Ramondre under 1,000 yards, and he's not going to get the 69 receptions that he got in 2022. It's not part of this offense, especially if D-Hop comes around. Uh, you know, and having been a, a, I'm a Patriots fan, I watch a ton of those games. They check down to Ramondre an unhealthy amount to the detriment of their offense as a whole. Uh, and there were numerous times where it would just be dump off, dump off, dump off. He breaks one pretty good because he, he's talented. Uh but if you're talking what you're saying, Memphis, you could bring in uh, round one plus. You're trying to really kind of level up your roster. I'm st I'm on the Ramondre Stevenson train because I, I do believe there's where there's smoke, there's fire. The Patriots want more running backs than what they have. Well, and before I got one question for Jerry, but for me, I ask myself, am I before I sell a dynasty player, am I ever going to get more than I'm going to get today? Am I going to get more in 12 months? 
If the answer is yes, I hold. If the answer is no, and it doesn't necessarily line up with my goals for this season, I've, I've got to consider making that move. It's it's with it's with anything else. So, Jerry, my question to you before we get into some more of your guys' cells is which of those pending free agents gives you the most nervousness if you're a Ramondre guy? Is it Kareem Hunt? Because that would be mine. Because I think Kareem Hunt does as many things well as anybody available. Uh, L- Lenny would be my second most nerve-wracking because he is a good pass catcher. He wouldn't impact the rushing as much. And then Zeke would be the one that I think you'd probably want the most. That's how I rank him. How do you rank him? Uh, I Honestly, any one of them. And, and anyone is just going to... It's going to crush his trade, not crush it, but it, it's going to depress his trade value. But here's the thing. Like, I have never been a Ramondre guy, and he made me look stupid. There, There's no way for me to get around that. So I I don't know. You know, may, maybe this guy is is just good, and he's just going to keep making me look stupid, Randy. I, 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 I don't want to double down again. And just get crow thrown in my face again, if you want me to. I I am super, to use a word we have used a lot, trepidatious about him. I'm not out acquiring. But, you know, like we had a question in the chat about, you know, if if you're in a big win now situation, are you going to trade him away? And I don't know if that's the case yet. Because he caught tons of passes. He won people leagues. Like, personally... Yes, I'm probably selling him, but I don't think I don't know if that's good advice to give to others. That's just my own personal strategy with my teams and running backs. Nope, I totally respect it because you, you've got to do what what you feel is best for your team. I just don't think that I'm looking at points per game, and I don't to, to Maddie's point. I don't see 88 targets, and I don't see 69 receptions again because they've added more offensive pieces to to take away that short to intermediate work that he was getting. There won't be as many checkdowns because Matt Patricia is not calling the offense. Mm-hmm. You remember the video of of Mac Jones on the sidelines losing his shit because mm-hmm. they were checking down so much. So. I don't want to make this the Ramondre pod. I wasn't even supposed to be here, but I'll tell you who is going to do a quick run in. That's our man, the pod father. We want to tell you about something we're all very proud of because we all contributed to this thing. This is the world famous in quotations draft kit. Let's hear just one more word from our pod father, and we'll be back with some more cells from Maddie and Jerry right after these words. Hey, it's the Podfather of great news. The 2023 Draft Kit is live. It is world famous. Why? Because it is the best resource for winning fantasy football championships that exists. There are rankings and cheat sheets for every format you can imagine. We have projections both at the team level and the player level. And wherever you are, you can click on a player, open them up, and see in-depth written analysis about what to expect in fantasy football from that player this year. And then you can click on the team and you can get even more in-depth analysis, all the drivers of fantasy production, both in a positive and negative direction for that team, including a signature trend. And the graphics are incredible. So these team insights, they give you the team level projections, the vacated targets, the vacated areas, and that one dynamic for each team that you need to know when making decisions on draft day. And we added a bunch of features. I mean, Individual cheat sheets for Theo and Billy and Dario. So you could take your favorite analyst and download their personal draft cheat sheet. And then in the commissioner's section, also brand new this year, Memphis Young lays out everything you need to know to manage a league. Do's, don'ts, tips, and 
what the more innovative fantasy commissioners are doing this year. That's presented by Trophy Smack. The whole package is presented by the Fantasy Football Players Championship, the FFPC, Ray Garvin, Derek Brown, the best minds in the industry contributing analysis. It's certainly not the most inexpensive draft kit on the market, but uh, <laughs> it is the best. Playerprofiler.com slash draft kit. Playerprofiler.com slash draft kit. Go get it. Yeah, 110%. Go Wait get a it. Second. Really? Was that a little Randall Young appearance? Hey, I see you. So what I've done with the commissioner section is I've stolen a lot of things from a lot of great commissioners over the year, and, and, and I put it all into one spot so that that way you don't even have to to ask yourself. But, man, the, the draft kit is great. He mentioned it. You know, it's not the cheapest, but I will always quote Jerry Jones. Nice things aren't cheap. And cheap things aren't nice. So remember that advice from Uncle Jera. And speaking of Jera, Jera, give us your second sell, the, the next guy you're getting off your dynasty roster. See, it's going to seem like I'm just continuing to poo-poo on this man because I've been poo-pooing on this man for a long time because he's been getting a lot of love. And he fine. it took a long time for him to make me look stupid, and he really did for the last three weeks of the season last year, and it's Cam Akers. So Cam Akers, absolutely, there are people that are listening to this podcast right now, and he won them money. He is the reason that they have a trophy or a belt in their house because he did great championship week and semifinals week. I just haven't seen a long period of that sort of production. I've seen the injuries. I've seen inconsistencies. I've seen a lot of volume and just not a ton of that. And he's going into the last year of his contract. He's got the injury history. So when he hits free agency, because the Rams are not likely to sign him to some, you know, large amount of money, that that team is absolutely exploding. They got the ring they wanted, F them draft picks. Now they want them draft picks back. They're trying to rebuild it. So he's going to probably go to an entirely new situation as a 25-year-old. I just, I can't. Like, I, I'm not saying that he can't help you this year because he really is in a great situation. But if that man has another injury and not even, not even, you know, an Achilles or anything like that, but if he, you know, rolls an ankle and he misses three, four weeks, it, the, the leverage he's going to have in his contract is just going to not, not do him any favors. His trade value is just never going to amount to where he was getting taken in rookie drafts. It's Cam Akers. Short term, I think he's very good. I just I think that situation going forward, I just don't know how it spikes. Jerry clearly has a deep-seated fear of Sony Michelle. Recently re-signed in LA with the Rams. And, <laughs> yeah, right. and, and, and I say that in, in, in fun. I agree with the Cam Akers sell. He's a pending free agent, and I would not be surprised if they started losing games fairly quickly because this is a pretty depleted roster. I mean, they, they continue to move on stars and I think they could move on even more as the season goes on. And, and Cam Akers has not been the healthiest guy around free agent himself in, in 12 months. So just for me, a lot of bad factors. Here's what I'm doing right now with running backs. So any running backs that these guys are talking about selling, I'm, I'm going to probably agree unless I don't, and you'll know. 
but it's hard out there moving running backs. This was a conversation between Daniel. Daniel's one of our patrons, and he and I was having this conversation. He was trying to improve one of his rosters, and dude was loaded at running back. Could have used a little bit of pop at the at the wide receiver position. He's like, no one's moving on Saquon Barkley or Jonathan Taylor. I feel like right now, unless the running back's name's Bijan Robinson, the world ain't moving on running backs. They're they're wanting wide receivers. So if you're going to move a running back, and I'm all aboard moving Cam Akers, you may want to hold out until the season gets going and people start realizing they need more running backs. Maddie, what are your thoughts on Cam Akers? And then give us your your second sell. Uh, you know, I'm not. I don't. I think it's a good process play trying to sell Cam Akers. Jerry, I'm curious. Have you sold him in any leagues? Or have you seen him trade? I wonder what what his value is because it seems like people who love him love him. See, but I and haven't that's, seen a lot of movement. The, the, and the, I think that's where you're at too because a lot of the people that have Cam Akers held Cam Akers, right? And then he helped them down the stretch, so they're holding on. So it, I, I'm with you. I I haven't. I I might have. You know, I got 25 leagues. I don't remember all of them, but <laughs> yes. it, I I do have some Cam Akers shares don't let don't let me fool you I've, I've been crapping on him for four years i still got some some scattering shares in there but with some right, Jerry, a good offer you're real quick yeah. real quick in a one qb league for our one qb friends would you rather have kendra miller rookie for the saints or would you rather have cam Akers? i i think it's cam Akers right now I, okay i just what about you maddie I, See, I picked the if right I, if, one it's Cam Akers if I have to take it straight up, but I think in a lot of markets you could probably get Kendrick Plus. Hundred uh, percent, and in that and in that situation, I'm taking Kendrick Plus. But what else? Kendrick, you got another one? That was a close one, though. That was. I, yeah, mean, was. I, I think this guy would be hard to do because his market's getting ready to change, and that's Devon A. Chain. But it, but if for some reason he fades the Dalvin Cook bullet, he's going to be a, a freight train by the time the season gets going in, in that offense. But enough about about my takes on these things. I want to hear Mr. Maddie's take on his second sell. So my second sell candidate is actually, you know, we talked about at the beginning of the show, the two ways I like to sell, one being the diminished uh, skill set where you could still sell a good price. The other one is the market value. Uh, so that's why I'm selling Garrett Wilson. Um, I do believe the kid's super talented. I think that he does have a high ceiling. Um, but I will say this, and I've said it a number of times now, if he was going to be the lock to be Devontae Adams, why did Aaron Rodgers not bring one of his buddies, but two of his buddies? And why are they still talking to Dalvin Cook? Why is DeAndre Hopkins randomly in New York when he's going on vid- visits? It's because it will be the Aaron Rodgers show. And that will that could come, you know, at the behest. Is that the term? I'm trying to learn these mm-hmm. good words here with Jerry. At the behest of Garrett Wilson. I love Garrett Wilson. I think he's super talented. I just you can sell out right now and get I mean, Garrett Wilson in a piece can get you at the table for Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase. That's how high his perceived value is. We have him at wide receiver 5 on our dynasty ranks at player profiler, and I think that's aptly ranked, but if you're telling me I can get CD Lamb, I want Lamb. You can tell me I get AJ Brown, I want AJ Brown. And then you start going down the ranks, and you're telling me I can maybe get Jalen Waddle, Chris Olave, Amon Ross St. Brown, plus a little son, son on the side. You got to take that overpay right Tell now. Him. So uh, I'm I'm selling Garrett Wilson if I have him anywhere. And matter of fact, I did sell uh, for people wanting me to, you know, let them know if I could put my money where my mouth is. I did sell Garrett Wilson for Waddle in a second. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that was Matty Kiwoom being thrown off the Dynasty Warzone podcast. <laughs> 
Because that, for me. That, that, oh, that, no, he's, you're, you're invited right back. That's <laughs> what I, I love Garrett Wilson, and I, I'm pulling it up right now. I want to see where the, the, the Jets are with salary cap. Oh, as we currently speak, they're $8 million over the salary cap. And then next year, hold on, we're, 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 we're SPO tracking right now. I think they're nine bajillion dollars over the cap, <laughs> um, and, and and they don't have a lot of room to, uh, to my knowledge, they still haven't signed Quinn and Williams. They're going to roll with with these guys. I know it's fun. I know you think that uh, Garrett Wilson, but I I, I do agree that it's going to be crowded. But it would make me nervous if they cut Corey Davis. But why would you cut Corey Davis to bring in DeAndre Hopkins? I, I think everybody is is you're, now. If you want to say Memphis, I don't think in 12 months from now Garrett Wilson's going to be going as the wide receiver five. That's a different conversation. But the the the, the bringing in of someone new there in New York does not really uh, tighten my shorts. What about your shorts, Jerry? Now you were you were fist pumping and uh, you know it's, you were over there. I, just, I just I feel like the hype has just hit unreal levels. Unreal. And yep. if I and and if I can trade somebody. For apex value, when they've never hit apex production, I'm going to take that strategy 100 times out of 100. And I'm not saying that Garrett Wilson isn't in a great situation and can't achieve everything that the hype is is going for. His value is the ceiling. Like wide receiver five? What what did he have last year? 1,100 yards? 1100 yards. Yep. He was wide yeah. receiver 30 on a points per game basis because he only had four touchdowns. So, but, but Jerry QB three of those games. Three. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, those are better games, and, too. Those are guys that's games. fair. That's a, that's a good argument. I, I, I can listen to that. And I understand that Aaron Rodgers is better, sort of, you know, hasn't, you know, getting older, new situation, wasn't, didn't set the world on fire. But I'm just saying. Cold weather game still again. I mean, uh, he's just not in a conducive environment. And I just don't know that he is going to be able to hit 1,400 yards relatively consistency. You know, consistency. If, 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 you know, I had this conversation with the pod father, and I think it's because the Jets are going to have to throw the ball more than you realize. You got to keep up with Buffalo. You got to keep up with Miami. New and Brees Hall's going to love every single one of those. And and and, and, and I, I I think that's good. I just know that I heard the name Garrett Wilson as a sell on, on my pod. And, and here's all I could do with my heart. You weren't supposed to be emotional damage. Had emotional damage when you said Garrett Wilson. I wasn't expecting that. I was like, oh, cool. We're going to be selling old guys, and we're going to be selling guys that no one likes, and we're going to be selling outliers. And Maddie comes through with a stunner that is Garrett Wilson. So I, I loved it, Garrett. I, lo- I love the Garrett Wilson call because it, it takes stones to make that call. But But you backed it up pretty good. And in yeah, 2028, when we're talking about him as Amari Cooper, no one will be surprised. <laughs> Wait, no, I can't throw I can't throw my co-host off his own show, but I I just might because I set up the stream. But uh, <laughs> Jerry, Jerry, while I sit here and, and collect myself and try to pull myself back together, who is your final sell for these good people? Well, do you want me to do? An old and busted guy, or do you want me to do a young hype guy? I'll well, ask you that question. Wh- wh- what do you think the algorithm's going to like? Uh, I think the algorithm will probably, the other one is sort of obvious. So we'll go the young guy. I think it's Jamison Williams of my Detroit Lions. He just, he has one catch. He was injured. He likes gambling. (laughs) He's always going to have Amon Ross St. Brown ahead of him. 
there's just there's a lot of stuff that's standing in his way of dynasty startable relevance. And his value is just it, it's above that right now. So I, I think he's a sell. I don't I'm not like pushing, you know, grandma's out of the way so that I could sell him. But like if the opportunity arises, I'm I'm okay with doing it. Like eh, I just I I am rooting for him. I promise you. The Lions have won one playoff game since the birth of my father, who is in his sixties. So I am hoping with everything in me that I am wrong about this. But it, 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 his value is just still very high, and there is a bunch of a bunch of red flags that are popping up, and I just I can't ignore them. <laughs> he is so mad. There goes Randy. Yes, he was. He Randy said, got so I'm mad that he here. just left the stream. <laughs> you know, but it, it, I got to be honest. I didn't know the Garrett Wilson thing was going to hurt his feelings so much. I didn't. He wasn't supposed to be here though, Jerry. Yeah, no, he's a he's a fanboy. That's okay. He crashed it. He he crashed our party. But do you, with Williams, I wanted to ask this as a, as because a one catch for a forty yard touchdown is yeah. If you could say what's the one play he could do that makes you believe. 100%. Does, does that make you like that he has that potential though, right? Oh, 100%. 100%. And and this yeah. may be one of those things that in 2026 I look back on and I'm like, "Man, Jerry, that's stupider than your Darius Geis is going to be a good running back take." Like I I <laughs> like I it wouldn't shock me for sure because the dude is yeah. unbelievably dynamic and can do unbelievable things. He he have you seen what what his trade value is right now? I've seen him the teams I, I have tried to buy, I'll say, the price is crazy high. Have you noticed the same thing about him right now? Yeah, I mean, I feel like he's probably like still in the 107-ish, 108-ish range. Like pr- probably after JSN would still be my guess, which yeah. I, I sort of get because Addison is sort of in that same range, right? Like he's never going to be able to supplant Justin Jefferson, even though he's a very talented guy and super highly productive and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Makes sense. Uh, my last sell is a tight end right now, and, and I, 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 this Memphis is going to disown me as a friend, but this might get Theo to also disown me as a friend. It's Dalton Kincaid right now. Uh, the okay. Dalton Kincaid hype is very high. I see the I see the excitement behind him. You know, he was known as he had the best ball control of the tight end class. He of all the tight ends, he's probably the one that could transition to this big slot role that people keep talking about. I just don't know how I see that happening. And I also don't believe in young tight ends. And if you were telling me right now that he's being valued as, you know, tight end 12, 15, I'm not selling the price probably wouldn't be big enough for me there. It wouldn't, the return wouldn't be high enough, but you know, at play profile, we have him inside our top eight. I think in a lot of circles of leagues, people, you know, are pretty much valuing him as in no doubt tight end eight to 10. And at that point, you're telling me I can get Waller plus Ingram plus. You're telling me I could get you know McBride and plus plus, or maybe even trade use him and give a smaller second piece to get me Kittle, Hawkinson, or Goddard. If I'm in that in those two roads, I'm gonna take the vets over the rookie. So just by that nature, I'm selling. But again, if if you're in the league and you have Kincaid and you're not getting those opportunities to sell. I'm not saying give him away. I'm not saying give him away for 65% of the dollars because he's going to be terrible. I think there is potential in his in his talent profile. But, again, we're talking about shopping on the top shelf, and if I could sell that and get veterans in the top shelf, 
I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take that route. So he's a he's he's a lot closer to the Garrett Wilson reason for selling than he was a Dalvin Cook. I will give you absolutely no venom for this take because a I hate tight ends virtually unanimously. Yep. They just they piss me off because it's a barren wasteland and they never do anything for you. And essentially, everybody is just pissing into the wind trying to get the best nine points they can every single week. I'm with you. I, I, I am in favor of trading tight ends for value in every case except for probably even even Kyle Pitts to an extent if you're still mm-hmm. getting that rookie hype. But And then Travis Kelsey if you're you know not in that two to three year window of you're going to be yeah. winning because he's old as all hell. But Dalton Kincaid... I understand where it's coming from. It's sort of the the Clyde Edwards Hilaire thing where he's, you know, he's in a good situation with a good offense and he's got early draft capital and it makes sense that it would work. And I'm not saying that it's going to be the Clyde Edwards Hilaire situation where it just didn't and it flamed out. Right. But tight end struggle. Evan Ingram was that guy. And mm-hmm. it took him a couple of years. And TJ Hawkinson was that guy. And it took him a couple of years. And OJ Howard never really got there. And David Njoku just started to come around. Like, like this, now. Yeah. Th- like now. Yeah. Like this, this is what happens with tight ends. So if I can trade him for, you know, get the points now from somebody who's a, a veteran and I can get a little bit of juice for next draft if I want to move around or if I want to just get another piece, absolutely. I'm going to do yeah. that every single time, man. The value's there for Don Kincaid. As a Lions fan, what are the rumblings about Laporta? Are is there a drumbeat that this kid's legit, legit? Because what's infiltrating Twitter? What I'm seeing is that this kid is gonna be a, a difference maker at the tight end position right away. I, from everything that I've heard, which is you know, listen, the the Honolulu blue and silver Kool Aid in the Mitten State is <laughs> off the chain. It it is it is unmatched from any hype that the lions have ever gotten before it, it okay. truly feels like this is our year to win the division and that's something that hasn't happened since the early 90s when i was pooping in diapers so <laughs> we we are all very excited about it don't get me wrong so take it with a grain of salt but yes it, it does seem like i i'm skeptical of that situation because jameson is good you know it, I, I know i talked about him earlier but the talent is there amon ra is an absolute animal they brought back marvin yes. jones Yada, yada, yada. Jameer Gibbs, you know, there's tons of options in Detroit. Mm -hmm. But as far as a usable tight end that is going to be relatively cheap. Yeah. Oh, I'll take Sam Laporta plus some juice. For Kincaid. If you you stumbled on a a Kincaid piece, what Mm -hmm. would be that secondary piece you'd want with Laporta to get that deal done? Like in like a... Like, can I get another second? Like, I'm probably taking that in a heartbeat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like I like I'm probably taking that because if we're in a tight end premium, Kincaid's probably going 109, 110, sort of in there, depending, you know, depending yeah, on what the, the premium yeah. is. And Laporta's probably gonna go two oh three. And if I get another second just for that to drop back, yeah, hell yeah. Even if it's twenty twenty four, whatever, I'm in. Okay. Uh, that's see, that's why we're selling Dolan Kincaid. It's not because he's not good, not because he's not talented. It's Correct. Because- the price, like I said earlier, I'm not pushing know. grandmas out of the way so that I can hawk them off to somebody else. I, I'm, yeah, if I have yeah. him on my roster, I'm still very much happy that I have him. I just, yes. if the opportunity to gain value is there, take it every single time. I got him on a roster. It's not like you said, I'm not pushing grannies out the way. Yeah, 
to make deals done. But if someone comes a knocking and they, you know, start throwing a TJ Hawkins in my way, or, you know, like you said, Sam Laporte plus a second or something like that, or if I need another position, let's go. Let's make deals happen. I think uh, I think he really was mad at us, Jerry. He, no, he, he, he lost power. He, he texted me. He said, lost power. Is the stream still oh. going? I said, oh, well, yeah. And then I called him a noob. But <laughs> Well, he is a noob. But I, I, should we try to? Is there anything left? That, uh, do you have any more? Cells? I don't think so. I, I nope. Man, that was I it had three for me, cells man. ready to rock and roll. See, we, we, we wanted to, we wanted to do it this way from the get go, and <laughs> and did. the bastard he he invaded us, but he came right in. <laughs> but you know, but no. I, you know, I was like, I had, I got, I got some goons in Indianapolis, and I said, hey, I need you to go to this guy Randy Young's house. I need you to cut that power. Ah. Let's get this guy out of here, so Jerry and I can land this bird, just the two of us. But that then that's today's show. I'll, yeah. I'll I'll close it out, Jerry. Anything you want to share? Let everyone know where they can find you. Let me know you find you know it's land this. Listen, part. they 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 can find us here. They can find us and on they, Player Profile, Dynasty Warzone. They can find us on the Dynasty Warzone uh, YouTube channel, Spotify, blah 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 blah. Everywhere you can find us, we have a Patreon, Patreon.com uh, forward slash Dynasty Warzone. But you tell them, you tell the people, anyone that has maybe never heard your stuff from the Dynasty Warzone, you tell them all about you, my friend. So Warzoners, my name is Matt Kiwoom. Find me on Twitter at Matt Kiwoom. Uh, the game plan, Trade Gods, you can find that at the Player Profiler Network. Uh, if you uh, want to get on Patreon, I have a Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash executives with me and Cody Carpentier. Uh, but yeah, that's that's where you can follow myself. Pretty much all on Player Profiler, World Famous Draft Kit. I did a number of write-ups and some videos for that. So to see that drop has been uh, pretty, pretty cool. Uh, you know, hit subscribe on both Player Profiler and Dynasty Warzone. Get both of those channels locked and loaded. And uh, for subscribers, both both Dynasty and, and Player Profiler alike, you can use either audio feed to get these shows on Spotify, Apple, all that good stuff. And don't forget to support Memphis on patreon as well i will give him a plug it is in the notes i will do him this service because he was so nice to have me on with you guys uh at patreon.com slash dynasty warzone rate and review five star review all that good stuff yeah let's do it baby boom hey fellow warzone listeners my name is zach camps uh i'm not golfing or slinging my hands a monster i'm usually thinking about dynasty fantasy football a couple months back i joined the patreon just to take my dynasty passion to the next level and i'll tell you what well let's just say there's writer downers for days in the patreon the member you get access to the bonus pod where the guys take the filter off and talk about a wide variety of topics that maybe they won't cover on the normal show you also get access to memphis and jerry for one-on-one advice personal dynasty dilemmas they'll tackle them for you help you out with it you just don't get that anywhere else but i'd say my favorite part about the patreon is the uh the group chat Tell you what, these guys are some excellent minds, tons of fun. The fire in there is amazing. Great platform to post trade questions, debate rookie values, share insight, interact with some cool people from across the globe. You know, shout out to those guys in Australia. They're blowing my phone up all the time. You know, the best part is there's no Twitter trolls or Facebook trolls arguing about stuff they don't know anything about. So uh, if you want to enjoy your dynasty experience even more, win those championships, pause the podcast right now, sign up. And you can thank me later in the group chat. When we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. We won a game yesterday.
And if we win one today, that's two in a row. We win one tomorrow, that's called a winning streak.